0: Welcome to the unofficial unsanctioned women's UCI cycling show. My name is Dan and with me as always to discuss all things women's cycling, uh, be they be they Baskish or Californianish or or Quickish <laughs> or or any other kind of ish is my dear friend Shara. How are you, Sarah? <laughs>
1: good we have missed a couple of weeks and i'm sorry about that it's it's been my fault i think um yes but we're here to talk about the tour of california the um the imakumin and but basically to use those two races to get into context for quick harazberg and quick which was on at the weekends live and yeah and was really interesting because it's one of those races where i it could is this going to be the moment where we say, and that's where the season changed. Dun dun dun.
0: Oh, foreshadowing much? Jeez. Okay. <laughs> well, with that, with that lofty ambition to um, to aspire to, uh, I guess we should jump right in with um, with the tour of California.
1: Yeah. Well, let's just t- let's just talk about where we are in the season because the more the month has gone on, the May was it's the last day of May when we're recording right now, and May was always going always a bit of a quite a weird month in women's cycling you start off with some with the peloton splits in january because you start off with some teams going to australia and others not and that's fine that's fair enough and then the peloton comes together properly in the past sometimes we had you know the ladies tour of qatar for example where big some teams come but usually we don't see the whole absolute classic stars beginning of the peloton until. Um, the end of February, beginning of March, when we hit up with Omloop Het Noiseblad. Yep? Yep. Then we have the classic season, and more or less, because it's women's cycling, it's usually the same big teams, the same big riders racing through the classic season. Classic season has changed. I've said this a lot recently, but um, just two years ago, there were four spring classics in the Women's Road World Cup. Yeah? Yep, yep. Um, Four spring classics over eight weeks um, out of the out of the total races. Now, with the advent then to the world tour, that increased to five as oh six as they added Strade Bianchi and uh Hedwood Elgen last year. And this year it's up to eight spring classics in the world tour over eight weeks. Yep. And that's huge. Um it's,
0: it's so huge. It's ridiculous.
1: And I think it, and I think it's being underplayed. It's it's being under I can't overemphasize how different it is and not only does it have eight week eight um eight world tour spring classics but we also had some additional races added in so for example for the first time there was a flanders cobbles section of the spring classic season so we had um you know dwarsdorf wetswood or west Westhoek, um uh, Dwarf, sorry Dwars lander and hent with elgen and ronde van blanderen within about a week yeah uh eight days and then we had the first ever full Women's Ardennes week with uh, Amstel Gold, Liege Baston, Liege and Fleche Wallon, all in again over seven days. So traditionally, the Peloton starts off with the uh, Spring Classics then they hit the stage racing at the end at the at the end of um, at the end of April, beginning of May, and that's where you have races like Gracia all over. And on the end of April weekend, you had this huge weekend where some people are in the Czech Republic racing Gracia all over, some people are in Luxembourg racing the uh, Festival L.C. Jacobs, some yep. people are in Yorkshire racing. I guess what's almost the last of spring classic, the Tour de Yorkshire. Yeah. And then they split even more. Because almost immediately after that, you have the tour of Chungming Island in China, which not everyone goes to. Mm. And a week after that, you have the ladies tour of California in the USA, which some teams do both. But that's a lot of traveling. Um, some teams do one or the other. Some teams do neither. Because the thing is, is China and California are both very specific types of course. China's completely flat. And California is a race that has got some hills, but it's basically got... A hilly stage, a queen stage, a crit stage. You know, it's not. It's not like it's got. It's not like it's got a little bit of everything. Yeah. It's, so it's, it's it's one for a generalist.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's it's got, it's got enough of everything to make it a a, a genuine GC competition, um, but it's not a long enough race yet um, to to really um, favor one discipline over another or, or whatever
1: yeah and then with a crit on the final stage for example there's 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 you know that's we'll we'll come to how that impacts impacted on the gc but it's it's you know it's not it, a crit is more for spectators than for big race mm. big race moves at the same time you have a lot of small uci um european races going uh Europe, european races going on as well so riders who don't go so if you don't go to um cali or if you don't go california or if you don't go to um china you can have pretty much the whole of may off so you've raced like this really strong block of eight weeks eight weeks strong of races and then you have um a week off uh Longo least Borghini, for example went to do altitude training yep yeah yep um at this almost at the same time as Cali is you then go you have the uh the mini Spanish season so Durango Durango Amacamin and then the Macamin Bira which is a race that has really suffered from moving to this spot and it's the third move ideally it would still keep its place in April but you know it keep its place in June but it's had problems and it's been moved and that hasn't helped it you've got the Crono Gatine- Gatineau and the Grand Prix Gatineau in Canada and you've got a series of little small races in the Netherlands and Belgium, like uh, the um de Westhook and the Trophy Miles in Wijnens that's are you know, so, so you've got lots of chances for different riders to do well yeah. to show their to show their faces. Or you've got a chance for riders to sleep <laughs> and <Yeah>. relax <laughs> and focus on June because June has June's of June and July are a really big month for women's cycling. Yep. Or you have riders who just, you know, who just keep who just keep plowing through. Yeah, yeah, and
0: and it depends a lot on then the the individual um, schedule of of some of those riders, um, how many of those races they're targeting for um, serious contention opportunities for for them or the support roles that they're riding for the leaders on their respective teams. Um, because, as you say, we we transition out of the spring classic thing, and and June and July are big months for the peloton. But the, it is very much a focus on this sort of block of of tours through the summer, isn't it? So yeah, it's um it's a that. it's a different kind of riding and a different kind of skill set that you want to have in the legs uh, for those races.
1: Yeah, and I like it. I like the fact that you get the chance for different teams and riders to get UCI points. Now, when we talk about the Tour of California, for example. Uh, united healthcare had a real problem because usually for the last couple of years united healthcare they're a usa based team that ride in this in the north american domestic season and come across for blocks of of, of Your euro racing, racing yeah including race you know generally we see them at races like the aviva women's tour we see them for the classics this year they couldn't because the way that the world tour works is the uci workout their um, rankings based on uci points and the top 15 teams get an automatic invite to the day race, to the stage races in the World Tour. Top 20 get an automatic invite to the day races. Yep. Now, the problem for UHC is their whole team rode around Corin Rivera last year. Corin Rivera pulled in most of their, t- most of their points. And when Corin Rivera signed to Sunweb, her points went with them.
0: Yep. Q Jonathan Vorter's number one complaint about owning a team no he's
1: right and, yeah. and god knows I'm not a Jonathan Waters fan but in this case
0: yep. he's right it's the but it's the one dirty. I think it's the one topic that you actually agree with him on um yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, and, I'm, and, I'm just, and I do understand that it is it is difficult because as we all know and as we we talk about all the time like while while you can have a rider who is dominant and who you build your team around or whatever like the writers are the first to tell you they don't win on their own they yeah, they just yeah, don't yeah, at least half yeah. of those points belong to the team so yeah
1: exactly and then if you have riders who retire because last you know they had they had riders who retired they had riders who who transferred suddenly you're team number 22 in the rankings mm. the other thing is the race, right, races that you ride because you can also really game the system right there are some races, you know cuz cuz some of that we all know that UCI points are a bit dodgy the race rankings you look at if you went by the race rankings you'd think some races were much more important than others yeah but actually if you look at what 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 they mean to riders they're not the same thing it's not the same thing like Chongling island is not the same thing as winning um the the ronde van Vlanderen but you get more points for winning Chongling island because it's a stage race
0: yeah yeah
1: so you know, there's, so there's that issue. So some teams, if you if you were really evil, you'd basically pick your a program that took you to like this week, for example. There was an an ITT, uh, the VR Women ITT in the Ukraine, which is a, a 1.2 race. Now that's hardly anyone's going to be. You know, and there was also yep. the Horizon Park Women's Challenge, which is a 1.2 race. Well, that's pulled in points for those riders.
0: Mm, mm. That
1: that is different to like quick, you know. Um, yeah. It's it's anyway. So UHC because they didn't weren't going to get automatic invites, they couldn't plan a trip over to Europe because they can't guarantee that they're going to get to race the big races.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, and and that's but, the thing is you, even if you have an invite to one race, that doesn't make worth the the expense and time and disruption of taking your team you know, uh, across the Atlantic, you know, without the guarantee yeah. of having an actual block of racing to target and worthwhile racing. So...
1: Yes, and it's got to be worthwhile. And it's also got to get you points. So mm. they've, chosen, mm. they've chosen to stay home. Now, but, but a lot of teams didn't go to California. And this meant that actually UHC, they may not be a world tour team, but they were absolutely the contender team in yeah. the race. And and the
0: the dominant um, North American team, for sure.
1: Dominant North, but not just the dominant North American team, but in terms of absolutely... Pushing, you know, pushing the pushing the race. So the first stage was won by Megan Guarnier of bowles Donners were there with Megan Guarnier, who won the Tour of California last year, with Anna van der Breger, the Olympic champion, with and, and some of their top domestiques like Amy Peters and Christine Mayerus Yeah,
0: yep. so they sent
1: an absolutely top team, and they were on fire from having had that. When we last spoke, they just had the three wins in the A in, in in the in the Ardennes, Ardennes yeah. where they got first and second place in each one. And at the same weekend, Christine Magadus had won the festival Elsie Jacobs, one of her absolute goals. So they're on fire. So Megan Guarnier won stage one. And that's like, yeah, that's 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 that's, that's what we expect. Um Megan Guarnier's won stage one. Bowles are going to uh, with with Anna Van de Blegger in second and Elena Sierra Canydia of Astana in third. Um, but, you know, this is like, yeah, this is what's going to happen. Um, it's surprising that Al- Alena Sierra was uh, was 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 third. But, you know, this is this is setting the stage for what's going to happen, right? Bowls are just going to walk this. Yep. Until stage two, which was the Queen's stage, won by Katie Hall of UHC, an amazing climber, with Anna van der Wege second, 21 seconds behind, and Christabel Doble-Hickok D- D- and Ruth Winder, Ruth Winder's also from, uh, from UHC, third and fourth, 30 seconds seconds behind, and then a set of riders with Megan Guarnier, 49 seconds behind. Hang on a minute.
0: Now we've we've got a GC battle going.
1: Yeah, what's happened here? Now, yeah, GC battle and also a giant killing, a possible giant killing, with Katie Hall taking the leader's jersey. Yep. I've been a big fan of Katie Hall for years. She's she's only started racing very recently, but she's been an amazing, incredible super domestique to Corinne Rivera and she's a fantastic rider. I don't think we're going to see so much of her in Europe because her her husband's lovely, um Stephen J Nathan, but he's got a he's got a very good job in America. She right. lives in America. She's based in America. It's harder for her, you know. It's it's one of those things right. where it's harder as an older rider with a settled lifestyle to to move over to Europe.
0: Right. But Katie right. Hall is
1: fantastic, and I wish we were seeing her in the Giro right. because I think she can win the Giro one day.
0: Wow. Uh, um, okay. Well, yeah, yeah. If if ever there was <laughs> if ever there was a race to to go to Europe for three weeks to to build up and and prep for and race, that would be the one. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, yeah i mean she has she has that classic american rider problem of you need to be based in europe and riding european roads to get used to to get really good at riding in europe but yeah i mean katie it was gutting that she couldn't like she's exactly why the um why it's a shame that they didn't get the automatic invites yeah. because i'd love to see katie hall in the ardennes
0: well, Oh, and look so, to, to be honest i i genuinely hope that um that uhc do find a way to to get around that problem because i I tend to agree, I think there's a um, a real vital role for um, UHC to play as a potential um, transatlantic team you know where they are a north american based north america team but they do come over for a couple of blocks of racing per year and you know in in the same way that we talk about the the desperate need for um feeder teams or or whatever in within the european um peloton anyway um i think there is real room for that and particularly when you're talking about um you know international riders who who don't have the same ease of of entering uh the elite european peloton i mean much the same way that i mean for the australian team we do it through the institute of sport and and have that team um that that we take over um you know and and base out of italy for a few weeks and and that sort of thing you know it's the same same sort of principle but i think uhc has got this great potential to be a, a crossover team
1: yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, we saw Corinne Rivera, for example. Mm. You know, we've seen a lot of riders. So after stage two, Casey Hall was leading the GC with Van der de three seconds behind and Megan Guarnier uh, 29 seconds behind. Cristobal four seconds uh, 33 seconds behind and Ruth Winder, Hall's teammate, 37 seconds. Pop
0: stage quiz, Sarah. Th- Pop quiz. You're in stage three of a four-stage tour and you're three seconds behind the leader on GC. What do you do?
1: You go after the sprint intermediate points. Um, if you don't know what they are, um, a race like uh, Tour of California, because it's short and weird, it has intermediate bonifications towards the. No, I mean a lot of races do. The Hell's Aging yeah. Tour does. The um, the the Basque the, the, the Amakamin Bira does. Yeah, but it has sprint intermediate points where there's three, two, and one seconds towards GC um, at, ver- at the sprint immediate, intermediate sprints. And then at the finish line, I think it's ten, six, and four seconds towards G C. So Katie Hall has to stay ahead of Anna van der Blegger. Anna van der Blegger has to try and get those intermediate sprint points. Katie yeah. Hall's team has to try to stop Anna van der Blegger getting those intermediate sprint points. Everyone else wants to go for those intermediate sprint points because you can win a sprinter's jersey. It has money with it, it has you know, it has yep. it has kudos, yep. it's something to win. So yeah.
0: so if you're, if you're UHC, you have one, one fairly specific job um, and then a, a slightly smaller secondary job. So your first job is to make sure that literally anybody except for Anna Van der Bregger gets the sprint immediate points. So yes. that's your job. And, you and if no one else sure is going to do if... it, you, you do it. But if it's someone that's not Anna, that's okay. And then your second job is to make sure that, that Katie and Anna cross the line in the same group.
1: The trouble is, Bowles Dolmens live for this kind of reason. <laughs> yeah. And that was, done... that was
0: my next question. If you had to pick one team to disrupt a simple two-part plan like that, which team would you pick?
1: So, in the past, it would have been Rabbi Live, But yeah. yes, Bowles Dolmans are absolutely know that they're very good at this. They've got tons of amazing riders. Mm. And this came to the controversy of stage three, didn't it? Now, I don't think it's that controversial. Yeah. I also don't think it made that much of a difference. No. But at the Sprinter Media point, you basically. Now, remember, we're on wide American roads. Bowles Dolmens, as they come to the sprint immediate point, basically have their entire team riding a line across the road.
0: Which, you know, when you're trying to put your teammate Annavanda Breger across that sprint immediate line first, makes great sense because it stops other people from being able to do it instead of her.
1: Yeah, so, so there's, there's a bit of a video because at the sprint immediate point, Ruth Winder, who was a couple of riders back, um gets like kind of um off the road and onto the onto the onto, yeah. the onto the onto the gravel and there's a bit of controversy because if you're a uhc fan team a fan of uhc you say oh my god Bowles dolmans basically ran her off the her road ran her off the road yeah and that's why anna van der breger picked up some sprint immediate points
0: and if you're, if, you, if you're not explicitly a UHC fan, not that you're against them, but if you're not explicitly a fan, you look at it and go, yeah, that was more a case of Ruth Winder choosing the wrong side <laughs>
1: to yeah. try and now, pass
0: on, really. Now, so.
1: the person who did it was Christy Mayerus. Um, Christine Mayerus has a sometimes nickname among certain people as Christine Dangerous. <laughs> because Christine Mayerus is slightly known for being... Um, uh, how would you put it? Well, Holding her light? Yeah, for, um, for taking an assertive...
0: Uh, taking an assertive slash sometimes possibly even aggressive approach to to defending her position. Yeah, um, but... but that said, in, in this particular thing, and there is video of it... Um, you know it's nothing so strident and and in my opinion nothing so not nearly so controversial i mean you know it, it really is that that i mean christine did what i think anyone would do in that situation which was to shut the door
1: yeah and to be honest with amy peters leading out anna van der Berger, i love ruth winder she's a great rider but i don't think she stood a chance and it was actually um fighting against Arlene Sierra Canedia, who was going hard for those po- for those points in the best young rider in the best young rider competition. Yeah. Um weirdly she could win she could go for the best young rider competition in this race, but not in the <laughs> World Tour. It's a bit confusing. So anyway, so it all comes down so drama aside, it all comes down to a um uh, a bunch sprint won by Colin Rivera. Um, ahead of uh, Arlene Sierra Canyadia in second, Georgia Bronzini in third, uh, Barbara Gorishi of Canyon in fourth, and Amy Peters in fifth. And they go into the last stage with uh, Anna Vantablega one second ahead of Katie Hall.
0: No, no, one second behind, sorry.
1: One second behind one Katie. One second Hall. behind
0: Katie. So. And
1: this is a problem.
0: Yes. Yes, it is.
1: It's a problem because Katie Hall is a fantastic climber. The final stage is a crit. While UHC are probably going to be quite good at kind of making sure it finishes in a bunch of sprint, and they worked their absolute socks off all mm. the way through. They shut down. They had to shut down attacks. They, you know, they're the, the team in the lead, in the leader's jersey. It's their responsibility to do all the work. And they worked super hard, and they tried really, really hard. But what they couldn't do was stop Anna van der Blegger picking up more sprint immediate points
0: and so, i mean it's 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 a little bit of a chaotic quest that one
1: it was uh, yeah it was it was always a, it was always difficult now i'm quite glad that it ended because usually when you have a crit on a final stage you're like oh well you know whatever this is just it's just the coronation victory lap for the winner right so it did the crit on the final stage did win um Anna van der Bega won by 2 seconds through picking up sprint immediate points um, Katie Hall second overall, Arlene Sierra Canyon in third, um, because of her sprint intermediate points. Because there was only this is the interesting thing, is in a four-stage race, there was only two, you know, it, it was all about the intermediate point yeah, sprint yeah. points. It wasn't about the finishing p- finishing positions. And that final stage was won by Georgia Bronzini, ahead of Corin Rivera and Kirsten Vield. Kirsten Vield had had a real disastrous of a race. She would and and chased and crashed and all sorts of problems. So good for her. So yeah, so The moral of that story was bowls were very nearly beaten. Yes, they weren't beaten by near very nearly beaten by one of their huge world tour rivals like Sunweb or um or uh, Silence Pro Cycling or uh Canyon Shram. You know, they weren't even be nearly beaten by some of the smaller world tour teams like Astana or. You know no, they, no, they, exactly they, they it would have nearly...
0: been would have been a classic you know uh, a quintessential underdog story uh, yeah, if if you had managed to pull yeah. it off, yeah,
1: sadly, i mean i'm i mean obviously, I would prefer the underdog story right, but yeah. you have to take your hat off to dolmans but the but to so Come into come into this weekend, having come back from Cali- having come back from California, yeah, yeah, yep. and, and Anna van der Bregga, having had a really long, se- having a really long season this year, yeah, yeah. She she's, didn't, arguably didn't start till till later.
0: Even so, she's done a lot of writing. but um, yeah, like like, and it'll weigh out. But yeah, it's um, yeah, the, her program is is as it is. So you got to assume they know what yeah. they're looking for.
1: Yeah. Meanwhile. In Europe, uh, Mariana Voss had won her first race of the season in the Trophy Martin Weinance mm-hmm. in Belgium. Um, Valentina Scandalara, her teammate, her WM3 rider, had won her first race of the season, the Dwar's Daughter Westhoek, in Belgium o- also. Yep. In Spain, in the Spanish mini-season, Annemiek van Vleuten won Durango Durango, Emakameen um, Salia, the day race, uh, uh, you know, the, the day race heading into Emakameen um, Bira. Bira is a climber's race. It's in the Basque country. And I i don't know. This is a really interesting story too because um, by far the strongest team by a really, 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 really long way yep. going into it was Orica Scott, Orica Scott. Now, why do I say that? They basically went in there and they started off um, with uh, with uh, Mart- um, B- Marta Bastianelli uh, won the first of, of of Ale Cipollini won the first stage. That's you know that's that's a bunch sprint. Mm. But then stage two was won by Orica's Amanda Spratt. Stage three was won by Orica's Catherine Garforth. Stage four was run by Orica's Anna van Vleuten. And as they went into the fi- as they went into the final stage the top 3 in gc were all orica scott
0: which i i mean is just an an exceptional result um for for orica i mean they have had some some really really good writers um over the years and you know i mean Obviously, uh, Emma Johansson stands out as someone who was frequently on the podium on, on behalf of the team. Um, but to have three riders at the top and, and ready to take out potentially the whole podium is just a level of, of um, dominance in a race that I don't think you could really say we've seen from
1: Irica before. No, not at all. Um, so it was Garfoot was first, was leading. Van Vleuten was second, with 28 seconds behind. Amanda Spratt was third, 30 seconds behind. Yeah? yeah? Sounds good, right? Yeah,
0: sounds awesome. And I mean, in theory, that should be a reasonably straightforward process for the team to hold on to.
1: Well, yeah, because when you look at the other teams in the race, you've got people like Ale Cipollini, you've got teams like B-Pink, FD, FDJ, um uh, Ali Chaplin are mostly a sprint team, right? Yep. Um, B Pink, uh, Low Intech, they're small teams. Drops is a small team. Uh, team WNT is a small team. Park Hotel Valkenberg, that's a small team. FDJ, uh Nouvelle Aquitaine, Futuroscope, well, they've got some really good riders. But there's one big team in there, and that rider, there's one other big team, Cervelo Bigler. And there, Ashley Moonman is sitting 34 seconds behind in fourth place. The right. final stage is a climbing stage, Dan.
0: Oh fuck! Sorry, mean, sorry. No. Let me just let me just translate that into let me just translate that into Australian for the people playing at home. Oh fuck! <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Okay.
1: now, what is now technically you've got. Three climbers, yeah. So, three riders to climb really well. You've got three in the top 10. Yeah, so one so, of them can, like, so two of them so can like, kill themselves. So, to defend you're telling me, one, right?
0: So, you're telling me that we got, we got, we got two out of three podium spots, though, right? Like, like, I, I'm, I'm guessing that, like, 34 seconds back, let's say, let's say Ash climbs into second, but that, that means Orica have still got one and three, yeah?
1: No. What do you think if you were Ashley Norman, You try to do in this race?
0: I, 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 feel like this is one of those trick questions where the answer feels so obvious that it can't possibly just be that. Like,
1: <laughs> you attack like a lunatic. And yeah, you to the yeah, exactly. Like, like up like, intermediate sprint but, points on the way. But, 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 but it, it, this is
0: the thing, and that's what this is what I mean about it being a trick question because, like. That's basically literally the only thing she can do, which also means that it's basically literally the only thing you have to defend against.
1: How the fuck yeah, do you let that happen! You have to watch the video because it's hilarious because Ash well, the video isn't that is is a bit of is is not that good, unfortunately, <laughs> because they did keep cutting into other things. But yeah, basically, Ashley Mil- Milman Pasio attacks like a lunatic, gets away solo from three Orica Scott climbers, picks up some sprint immediate points. <laughs> Finishes the stage.
0: <laughs> I guess arguably. The
1: stage 13 seconds ahead of Annamit Van Porten, oh, good 38 God. seconds ahead of Kat Garford, oh. with Ida Nolino Cottava of Lowen Tech in third place and Sophie Doik in fourth place. Both are great results, but yeah, it basically means that Ash Norman wins the general classification. <laughs> <laughs> Ten seconds against Annemiek van Vleuten and Kat is in third. So yes, you did get. It, so um, they they got, got get... two.
0: They got two. They got two podium places. But yeah. uh, I mean, arguably this is better than that time they had. Seven hundred and forty-three riders versus Kirsten Vild in Qatar. But it, it's not much better.
1: Like bloody well, no, hell. No. I'd, I'd argue it was worse because when they had, when there was the famous break where there was a group of something like nine or ten riders, with five of them were Oricas, one of them was Kirsten Vield. And although Orica tried and tried and attacked and attacked and attacked and attacked, and attacked every time they went, Kirsten Vield just chased them. The difference was in that race, Kirsten Vield was already leading the GC. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so oh so, my okay, God. so that's all background. So yeah, so um, the other thing is I don't know what happened to Spratty that day because Ida Ida Marino Cotadar, who's a Basque rider from Lowen um, also beat Sprat moved, kicked Spratty out to come fourth.
0: Right. Um, okay.
1: Marino was born in
0: 1994. Oh God. <laughs> I I don't think I needed to know that. Oh my God. What uh, were you
1: doing in nineteen ninety four
0: dan uh it was my first year of university so mm.
1: so you're old enough to be her dad.
0: What have you heard
1: <laughs> so yeah, so when we come into quick that's what happened that that's the kind of backstory now we come in now it's important about Orica. so we have. Bowls without some of their top riders because you know they've got riders like Christy Mayerus, who's ridden the really strong classic season, then ridden California and come back. But yep. they have Chantal Black leading. We have Orica Scott, who don't have um, Kat Garford telling to van but they do have Gracie Elvin, who won the last two editions of Quick. Yeah. yeah, then you have Mariana Voss. Mariana Voss has won a couple of races, she also won this Domloop, the, Dom the, the uh, dorpen and but. Alberg. To be honest, the races Mariano Voss won were very small races, so you can't really judge it. Yeah. Yeah. So you sit there, and and a quick is fascinating. Now they don't have Cabello Bigler because Cabello Bigler have been over racing the French, right, the the smaller French races, both um, which uh, of which uh, um, Ashimum and Pasio won. Um, they, they both have exactly the same names, so it's a bit confusing for me. Let me just get myself exactly right. Um, Ash Moorman won the GP Plumelec Mohiban yep, and uh, yeah, uh, over over in France. So they weren't they weren't, and Ashley and she also won the Classic Morbihan. That's why I get confused because they're you know they're semi- so. Ashley Moorman has been tottering up the points and tossing up the wins, but yeah. So you sit there and you go, okay, this start list is insane. It's got so Quick Hulazberg and Quick. It's a long race. It's in um. It's in Belgium. It's eastern, it's its westernmost point is the double of the Kaplmer and the Bosberg, which cycling fans will have known for like about a decade, it used to be the finish of the Ronde van Blanderen. Yep. It's got some more hills, it's got cobbles, it's got a completely complicated, um, it took me five times and I actually had to trace it with my finger while working out the route map route because you know you start off with a loop and then you do another big loop that takes in part of the small first loop and then you do uh, four local laps which also take in parts of roads they've ridden a lot yeah yep yep Voss had won it twice uh, the first time Voss won it she won it by five minutes um, Gracie Elvin won it in 2015 which was her first ever UCI win. Yep. And when she won it again in 2016, it was the first time it hadn't been won solo or from a small group because the classic way to win quick is a group of three get away and either they come to the line together or one rider attacks out of that group of three. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So it's a race. It's a long race. It's a spring classic in the summer, completely mad hot weather. And we end up with you know various attacks in the beginning. They hit the Kapelmur After the Kapelmur we've got a break. That break is Lucinda Brand and Ellen Van Dyke from Sunweb. Um, basically, before the before the Kapelwe- Kapelmer, um, we have two attacks: Esther Vane and, um, and Boerman's attack um, together to get to get over the to get over the Kapel- to get over the Kapelmehr, Yeah,
0: right. But they get
1: caught on the Kapelmeer by Lucinda Brand and Ellen Van Dyke from Sunweb. Mariana Voss and Elisa Longo Borghini.
0: Well, there you go. Um, that's that's quite the list of names.
1: That's the aristocrats. That's Van Dyke and Voss, the former world champions. Yep. Um, in uh, ITT and in everything, um, at least everything but ITT. Elisa Longo Borghini is the reigning Olympic bronze medalist. Um, Voss, Van Dijk, and Longo Borghini have all won the Ronde van Vlaanderen before, and Lucinda Brand is just this spectacular classic star who'd also won the Omnipet Noise mm, mm. So they're racing, and Burmans and Vaynes stay with them for a bit. They get caught at 33 kilometres to go by a much, 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 much reduced peloton now, which has got bold because of course, Bowles Dolmans and Orica Scott have failed to make that break.
0: Of course. <laughs> Just, uh, of course, yes.
1: <laughs> they hit the last four um, local laps, 10 kilometres each, with a set of cobbles and a climb in it. Yep. Yala uh, Staline, who's a very young um, second year pro, I think maybe a first year pro even still, and Malia Giulia Confalonieri attack together and they hit out together and they're doing really well. And you're like, oh, that's a classic um, uh, WM3 move because now Mariana Voss doesn't have to chase. People who did chase in the penultimate lap, Ellen van Dyke and Elisa Longo Borghini are chasing out of it. So you've got the two leaders, van Dyke and Longo, and Elisa Longo Borghini, and then you've got the much reduced peloton of about twenty-five riders. Mm. They hit the last lap. Castelline and Confanlonieri are twenty-nine seconds ahead of van Dyke and Elisa Longo Borghini, and a bunch of 50- fifty-five seconds behind. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So you're like, okay. But Van Dyke and Longo Borghini going super strong and yep. catch the front the two leaders with 5.6k to go. Yeah, yep. Super exciting. In the break, Orica are chasing, chasing, chasing. Bowles Dolmans are chasing, chasing, chasing. bowles Dolmans have suddenly stopped working.
0: So what?
1: And that's a mistake. Yeah. Because there's about six five or six kilometers to go. Suddenly. Someone attacks out of the front of the out of the front of the group, and it's Mariana Voss. <laughs>
0: well, they, <laughs> I mean, how how unexpected of her <laughs> to, well, to attack! I mean, oh, so so out of character.
1: The thing is, it's out of it's not. I mean, it's exactly in her nature. But Mariana Voss this year, okay, we know Mariana Voss um, two years ago had huge problems she's had back injuries she had a cyst removed off her spine hmm. she then came she had she broke something she came back she had a hamstring injury she then overtrained. she couldn't she had recovery issues and it's been this catalogue of disasters yeah so that when her biggest goal was the olympic games and while she did ride an amazing super domestique role and raced super hard for anna van der Breger to win like did like really was a race maker we haven't seen the old Voss for a very long time. We saw her over the cyclocross season where she was incredible and she came second in the world champions and probably the most exciting cyclocross race of all time. Um, I'm not hyperbolic. That's literally the most exciting cyclocross race of all time. <laughs> but Voss has had a difficult spring. And we started off asking the question: Is she just holding herself back for the Ardennes because she really wants to win Amstel Gold, you know, the, the Dutch Classic, and she really, really wants to win the first ever the Age Bastogne the Age? But unfortunately, obviously, she wasn't right. Yeah. And a lot of people were saying Voss should have retired. Voss is broken. Voss is finished.
0: Who's saying that? Give me the, I that. I want names. I want names. I want addresses. Names and addresses. I I will be around shortly to discuss this with you and my bat. My goodness. seriously,
1: no. There's a lot of people. So Voss, while we would expect her to attack, we wouldn't know that she actually could attack yeah, like no, that. Yeah, that, that is just... a fair
0: point. That is a very fair point.
1: And when you watch it, it's like this is. Oh my god, this is why Mariana Voss has so well, one of the many reasons why Mariana Voss has so many fans, because she was just phenomenal. You see her attacking, you see her chasing, and you're like, it's only 5k to go. And in the front, it's got Alan Van Dyck and Elisa Longo Borghini, and they're like amazing time trialists. And you know, and, and it's difficult because Maria Giulia conf- And they're really really, really working hard because Maria Giulia Confandonier is a sprinter, right? Yep. And so they don't want to go to the line with her. And the reason that, Mar- that Voss is attacked is because Castelline, up front, her teammate, had started fading and flagging and falling off. So there's this trio of the sprinter Confangonieri, the incredibly tactically astute and powerful Ellen Van Dyke, and Elisa Longo Borghini, who is guaranteed to attack at four, three, two, one kilometre to go. Voss catches this trio at two and a half K to go. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah and it's amazing you're like oh my god and behind them because bowles dolmans have stopped working and it's only orica scott really really in charge of ch- really in charge of the chasing Yeah. The, the the peloton are like they they're, they're trying to close in because once a voss attacks everyone everyone tries to go with her but holy shit they have just let mariana voss escape they're what coming is... to the finish line Yeah. it's an uphill drag we would expect conofan lonieri to win out of the sprint but voss Attacks at two hundred meters to go. Yep. and she's and you can see her looking back over her shoulder because Voss is so clever and she's just and they've they've tried to shake Lonieri off in these last two and a half kilometers. It hasn't worked. The pace is super high. Voss attacks at two hundred meters to go. Yep, and wins.
0: So, so I mean, given given what we've just talked about, I mean, is is she back? Is the, is this what you're telling me? She's back.
1: I, the thing is, is Quick was a great race and it was a fantastic classic. And oh my God, I wish that she'd done this in, I don't know, the Runde Van Renter or Henwe Belgem or, or Rundervans Van Blanderen or, 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 or. On the one hand, so Voss wins, Ellen van Dijk second, Confant van yep. third, uh, Elisa longo fourth, Yonin Dora, Longo-Borgini's teammate, fifth. Uh-huh. in the the, the the peloton in inverted commas 35 seconds behind and that's uh like about 25 uh 20 20 about 20 riders only 31 riders finish
0: oh wow
1: because it's super hard super yeah hot super yeah hard. is mariana vos back on the one hand she's just beaten out ellen van dyke uh, Maria Giulia Confandonier, Elise longo Borghini. There are some amazing strong names in here, like yep. the whole of um, the, uh the 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 team didn't have Van der Breger or Guanier, but it did have Chantal Black and Christine Mayerus and the world champion um Amelia Diedrichsen. Yeah? Yep, yep, On the one hand, that's fantastic. On the other hand, there are a lot of big teams missing. Right. There's no Cervelo test team, there's no Canyon Shram. You know, there's 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 all kinds of there's all kinds of other teams missing, and there's also also all kinds of other classics riders. What I hope is that we look back on it and go, "That was the moment we knew Mariana Boss was back."
0: Mm. Yeah, but I mean,
1: we won't know. We're not going to know until later on. In, later on in the year, it's also really interesting. We've said all season that WM3 isn't as strong. Yeah, anywhere near as any of voss's other teams have been yeah voss owns this team manages this team had a money shortage obviously they've got some great riders but what was fascinating was it was very much a team win you know voss got out into that early break um and was working super hard but yara Castelline's work um, anuska Anouska costa's work for example were helps. you know basically gave her gave her that gave her that win you know you've got a yeah. uh, Anna Plöcker had had tried really hard as had, had tried really hard as well. So, yeah, it's it's and and that's one of the things Boss has always been good at is about helping her team has always helped riders develop. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know if that's her personally. I suspect um, it is. Yeah, well, it would be but, hard yeah. to
0: be hard to imagine it's not given you know how focused she is in general on on um, giving opportunities and pathways back to the sport for. For up and coming riders and stuff. I mean, but I mean, she's such a strong ambassador for the sport across every facet. Anyway, I mean, God. So hmm. I know.
1: Boss Is in so yeah, is boss back? That's the
0: question. I mean, yeah, and and you're totally right. Like, we're not going to know for for a little while yet, but it's going to be amazing if if that was it. If this was the race that that actually you know showed that yeah, she is. I mean, wow, cool.
1: Now there is a. There is the reason. Now, the other th- reason that we can't necessarily say is Voss back. The next big races are the Women's to the OVO Energy Women's Tour, the Four leader yes. Women's, tour, which starts on the seventh of June, running to the eleventh of June. Now, and then we have uh, the National Championship weekend. Yep. In the penultimate week of June, and then we have the Giro Rosa, the Women's Grand Tour, which is the thirtieth of June to the ninth of ninth of July. In July, we also have the um, uh, the, the, the course, the course by the Tour de France, uh, mm. and 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 another, and other races like that. We would have had the Philadelphia Classic, part of the World Tour, except it was cancelled. So there's kind of a space before the next race starts. So, Elisa Longo Borghini, for example, had apparently just come down from altitude training. Right. And you're not at your best when you've just come down from altitude. Yeah, but you, you you know, yeah, generally you're, that's. You're
0: better, what, like a week later or something, aren't you?
1: Yeah, because yeah. she's going to be going for the OVO women's tour. So, you know, uh, Ellen Van Dyke has just come off a block of resting. So, yep. there's also the question of is Mariana Voss doing what she used to do where she's going up, where she's, where she's winning while peaking mm. and she's just going to win it, win harder.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or
1: is Mariana Voss.
0: Yeah. Amazing I mean, racing,
1: Won it really cleverly, but is she physically still not at yeah, her best? Like, like, and like the other riders were at her best. Yeah. Has best, she, has happened? she just had
0: one of those moments of a, a nice, perfect uh, set of circumstances that, that built up to her having a win um or or is it, you know, the real deal? Is she back? I I guess I, mean, I is... guess the only way for us to know for sure is to continue to follow the sport and yeah, and watch exactly. races. So damn. It
1: it makes it so exciting. Like, you know, there's so many questions. You know, we are we were asking all the way through the classic season, had bowls were bowl you know, they made a big mistake in the um in the run of Van Blanderen. but you know, were bowls just not as good as last year? Or were they waiting for the Ardennes? Turns out they were waiting for the Ardennes, you know? <laughs> Um Is you know there's there's all kinds of questions that to, to, to be asked, and and the beauty about this sport is you literally we can't we can't predict the narrative, you know the narrative it's it's Schrodinger's narrative right now, right? Yeah. Like 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 you know right now is Mariana Voss back? She's simultaneously back and not back. We're just not going to know till the race. Till, we're not going to know the answer till the race happens. So yeah, it's 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 one of the things that makes sport really fascinating and interesting and it's one of the reasons why we like watching the full seasons so yeah um, exactly i'll have videos i'll have videos for all these races there's videos for all of them you can watch the whole of quick howardsberg uh, and quick um if you don't want to watch the whole thing you can pick up for example the last um the the last the last 40k which is the local laps um, or you can pick up, you know, the last uh, when when Marina Voss attacks. Oh my god! <laughs> um, you know, when in the last 15k, all on the Motor Media uh, live stream, so you can watch that again. There's highlights for California. There's highlights for Beera and the full uh, and the last stream was um, was shown. The last stage was shown live, so you can watch the last. You can watch how um, you can watch how Orica Scott. Sorry, guys. Sorry, Orica Scott fans. You can watch how <laughs> Orica Scott messed it up spectacularly. Slash for Ash Mormon fans. How Ash Mormon. <laughs> how,
0: was... how, how Ash outwitted an entire team. <laughs> yeah,
1: basically. I mean, I honestly, that is that is such a good moment. It's, it's, I'm so sorry, Orica fans and Australians in general, but that was just such a fantastic, uh, you know that was a fantastic narr- a fantastic story you know like orica
0: oh, yeah, they went look, in the- i mean just the thing is like it, like as a race fan like just as a race fan you can't um again you know if you don't have a, you know, similar to the uhc thing um if you don't have a particular allegiance to the team then then you can't help but just be impressed at the way the whole thing unfolded um and in terms of creating a nice dramatic Narrative. I mean, all that build up. Irica, Orica, Irica, doing such an amazing job. Literally, you know, locking down the entire podium on the on the penultimate stage, and then, oops, yeah, <laughs> and and Ash going, uh, yeah, thanks. I'll, I'll, I'll have
1: that. <laughs> yeah, um, if, if if you're offering, yeah, yeah don't yeah. mind if I do. Yeah, I'll just, know, Ash...
0: I'll get in there and get it done. Yeah, cool. <laughs>
1: yeah, I've got a plan. That's the plan I'm going to do. Yeah, so um, we'll be back next week to tell you about the Ovo Energy Women's Tour, which Mm. starts on Wednesday. It's going to be a huge race, always a fantastic, amazing race to watch. Um, And yeah, and everything else that's going on. Oh, and yeah, a couple, um, yeah. Um, over in the States, it's been the Winston... Uh, Lauren Stevens won the Winston-Salem Winston Classic. Classic yep. um, over in Ukraine, Hannah Solovey won the VR Women ITT. And the, the Horizon Park Women's Challenge Road Race was run by Alzbeta Um Samantha Schneider won the Winston-Salem Crit. Uh, yeah, tons of things, but the most important races we've covered. So... I hope you loved it as much as we do. Go to our site, com. There'll be tons of video and there'll also be um, links to other things that we've seen in the last couple of weeks. And yeah, everything you need.
0: Fantastic. Thank you very much for hanging out with us. Uh, If you would like to speak to us, you can find Sarah on Twitter at PWCycling. Uh, You can find me at DanWOfficial. Uh, You can, of course, uh, comment on our blog.
1: Prowomencycling.com.
0: One day we'll get that right, I swear we will. Um and <laughs> and of course if you would like to contribute to um to all of the wonderful work that Sarah does, uh collating and interviewing and keeping things up to date, uh then you can go to patreon.com slash women's cycling and contribute. You know, a couple of bucks a month will will really help out. So do consider that. We'll catch up with you again soon. In the meantime, bye.